1: Will the Bucks make it two in a row with a win over the Saints on Sunday? And are their rookie cornerbacks Jamal Dean and Sean Murphy Bunting ready to stop Drew Brees and Michael Thomas? What should the punishment be for the Houston Astros if, the, if their first World Series team is found guilty of using video to steal signs? And did the Lightning find their game in Sweden? We've got all that and more to discuss with Katie Couric's handler Tom Jones my former radio partner and longtime columnist for the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. We'll get with Tom here in just a minute. Let's start, however, with the Bucks and the Cardinals. Uh, a little bit of news on Thursday: the Bucks uh, are going to be among those teams. That will be attending Colin Kaepernick's workout in Atlanta on Saturday. They'll send a representative up there. Of course, the coaches and GM uh, will not be in attendance. Uh, they have that game on Sunday against the New Orleans Saints, so it's a difficult day really to get some of your you know, your bigger front office people or scouts or coaches. Uh, if they had had it on Tuesday, that would be a different deal. But at least up to 13 teams, according to Pro Football Talk, at this point, uh, the only team that's announced it's not going are the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I'm sure they're doing their due diligence. Uh, in the meantime, um, the Bucks were fortunate to get Carlton Davis, their cornerback, at least back to practice on a limited basis again on Thursday. So that's good news for them. And uh, if he can go uh, with the release of Vernon Hargraves, that would at least give them a little bit of experience. Hargraves, by the way, was claimed by the Houston Texans, which, of course, is Bill O'Brien, who's a close friend of Jason Light's. And, yes, they do inherit the entire contract since they uh, went ahead and claimed him rather than let him clear waivers and, and start over with a free agent deal. That means uh, that they also have his fifth-year guarantee uh, that the Bucks picked up and now belongs to Houston for $9 million for 2020, guaranteed only against injury, however. So the Texans have to hope that uh, Vernon Hargraves does not get hurt. Um, but, you know, it'll be something to watch, of course, the, the Houston Texans play here in Tampa against the Bucks, So you might see Hargreaves back here sometime in December. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, it'll be Dean and Sean Murphy bunting, uh, a daunting assignment going up against the likes of Drew Brees, of course, and Michael Thomas and company. Um, you know, the uh, the Saints are needing to win this game. they trying to keep pace in the NFC with Seattle, with teams like Green Bay and, of course, San Francisco suffered their first loss the other night. Uh, but, uh, you know, Drew Brees is only in his third game back off that thumb injury, and against Atlanta they were upset at home, managed to only score nine points. So they're definitely going to come uh, come hard at the Buccaneers in that secondary. Also, the Bucks have promoted um, USF's Mazzy Wilkins from the practice squad. Boy, defensive coordinator Todd Bowles was raving about Wilkins on on Thursday, he was saying how how much time he has spent, how much he's improved, how he doesn't make the same mistake twice. We know he's a very driven guy. We know he's somebody that's singularly focused. So uh, it'll be fun to to watch him run around out there, certainly on special teams. Maybe he gets in on some de- defensive uh, sets as well. Uh, but, you know, this this game looks like a mismatch. Of course, the Saints won easily in New Orleans, even though the score was closer than the game was. If you recall, that was the game that – Mike Evans did not have a catch. He had only two targets. He was held to no catches. only the second time in his career. Uh, and so, you know, th- that's something that you would think that he he certainly wants to avenge. Now, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, you know, is, is somebody that uh, is questionable for this game. And he's the one that shut down Mike Evans. So, you know, you figure if he can't go, that would be a good sign for the Bucks. We talked to Byron Lefwich on Thursday who said, look, we're going to move the guy around, okay? We're going to try to get him open, but primarily we're going to do what we always do. I mean, Mike is a crafty enough receiver. He's 6'5". Um, you know, he's going to find ways. We're going to find ways to get the ball to him. Jameis is going to try to give him chances to catch it. Um, so I don't think you'll see him not as involved, you know, with only the two targets, uh, and they'll have to be successful if they're going to beat this Saints team along with Chris Godwin. By the way, I think that uh, Mike Evans uh, needs – Less than 80 yards to become only the second player with Randy Moss to start his career with six straight 1,000-yard-plus seasons in the NFL, and so that's uh, that's really you know high company for him. Of course, Moss is his idol. Uh, we talked to Byron Left, which uh, who, who you know is a young quarterback, got to throw the ball around a little bit with Randy Moss at, at Marshall, and he says they have a lot of similarities. I mean, they're big, tall guys that can really do some amazing things, uh, you know, with their body and great hands. And obviously, you know, Moss is a, is a first-ballot Pro Football Hall of Fame, you know, Hall of Famer, so hard to compare him after just six seasons. But at least, um, you know, he's on that plane. And, uh, you know, certainly Mike Evans has, has been a, a superstar for the Buccaneers, as, as Byron Les- which referred to him, and that's that's hard to argue. So important game for the Bucks if they're going to build some momentum for the second half. Bruce Arians wants them to stack a few wins. You couldn't do that without getting one. They got it last week against the Arizona Cardinals uh, in a big uh, you know, 92-yard drive after that interception by Jamal Dean. I think uh, Arians has everybody's attention. I think they're going to give the Saints their best shot, and really these games, for the Bucs at least, have, have come down to the last four or five minutes, and uh, they haven't been able to win most of them, but uh, they certainly won last week, and they'll see if they can stack it. So an important game for the Buccaneers on Sunday in a good NFC South matchup. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. And, uh, Tommy, I haven't had a chance to talk to you since the uh, the bow- bow tie uh, event several weeks ago where you were the handler for Katie Couric <laughs> of NBC and CBS Sports News, of course, the Today Show, America's Sweetheart. Tell me, what was that like, man? Well, it went well apparently because yeah, I didn't end up in the news in any way.
0: <laughs> Being her handler, I didn't a lawsuit. I, I, no, no, yeah, everything, everything turned out. Everything turned out great. We had no, it was a great night. Pointed raised a, a bunch of money, uh, but she is everything that you think she would be. Like really? She, yeah, no, she is. Um, I interviewed her before the event, and then there was a VIP reception where she took pictures with literally like 300 people, and could not have been kinder. And her biggest request of the night, at one point I went over during while she was getting her photos taken with all these people, I said, Hey, is there anything I can get you? You know, and she she was sipping a little bit of wine here and there. She goes, Yeah, can you give me some hand sanitizer? (laughs) I was like, Sure. She goes, Yeah, because I'm shaking hands with 300 people here. She goes, I want to go home without getting like every disease there is on the planet. So I uh, I, uh, got her some hand. That was her biggest. So if that was her biggest request, she wasn't a diva at all. She was. Seriously, could not have been a nicer person, and exactly like I said, exactly like she is on television. She was just terrific to deal with, um, and obviously, incredibly. What an incredible career too! You go over everything she's done. Um, it was it was pretty cool. I, I had some. I had a picture taken. I should send you a photo. that, that Somebody took of us. It was like it was there were photographers there, professional photographers. You were uh, unaware
1: of this photo being taken? It was just a contemplative no, I, moment or I,
0: yeah, it was a candid moment and she's making me look way more interesting than I am. Like she looks like <laughs> like it's the biggest thrill of her life to shake hands with me. You know? Oh, well, yeah. So um, clearly, uh, <laughs> clearly candid. Yeah. So no, it was uh, it was great. It was it was a lot of fun
1: so no riders for for uh katie kirk she didn't request no, like, like white had, like, flowers and then uh, evian water and no and only different...
0: and only like you know yellow m ms or anything no no like was <laughs> no she was totally she was totally
1: hand sanitizer and wine she was good after that yeah that that's what i do on saturday nights that's that's pretty much uh, the routine then i think i think you can get a good hand sanitizer and a, and a nice that's bottle it. of wine
0: i went to uh, and was it the Vinoy? i've never been to the Vinoy. have you been to the Vinoy? never been wait well hold,
1: i had traffic. never been
0: to the Vinoy in my life You've got to be kidding me, Tom Jones! How long have you lived here? I know, ten minutes from my. I think I went through the lobby once and met somebody for coffee for a minute. Wow,
1: this is telling.
0: That was, but is, that was the first time I'd which is, I mean, what a place, man. Wow.
1: Oh, it's, a, this is telling you. Know, this also tells me that you were not uh, invited to Terry Tomlin's wedding, which was also te- Well, you know what? Like.
0: I was supposed to, and you you were in Terry's
1: wedding. I was supposed I sure to be was. in Terry's wedding. I'm not sure his wife knew that, but
0: I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he, I got a funny story about that real quick, too. I guess we'll talk about sports at some point, but oh, it was, doesn't um, matter. So Terry Tomlin asked me, he's like, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm getting married. Uh, can you get uh, Will you, will you be in my wedding? And I'm like, well, when's, yeah, I'd love to. When's the date? And it was during the Stanley Cup Finals. And I'm like, ah. Ah, I think I'm going to be away because that's back in the time when. Was that all four? No, it wasn't. But it was at a time when we covered all the Stanley
1: Cup Finals. This would have been like. Uh, oh, oh, just, uh, yeah, yeah, the money was flowing and we were yeah, like, exactly. yeah, we the Tom everything. covers hockey. Go to the yeah. finals. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this was probably late. Now, I'm going to say it was either sometime in the late 90s, I'm guessing 98 99. So I was either at the Buffalo Dallas, the f- famous red Gall, you know, Brett Hall, foot in the crease, that might have been that series, or it might have been the one before that. But either way, um, I said, Yeah, Terry, I don't think I can. I'm not sure I can make it. Uh, because he goes, why well, I'll entice she goes, guess who might be in the wedding. And if she is, she'll be your partner. And I said, Julia hey,
1: Roberts. Julia Roberts, That's get right. out of here!
0: Now it turns out Julia Roberts didn't sh- didn't come. I think it was because you know because- he
1: actually uh, he made that offer to every groomsmen. That's why he had like twelve <laughs> of them. and she knew he knew she wasn't coming.
0: Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that I that I pretty much like will go to my grave believing is that she was in until she found out. Oh, Tom's at the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay, forget it. And then she didn't come after that. So
1: naturally, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: But uh, but no. Pretty so
1: woman escorted by ugly man kind of thing. Right? <laughs>
0: so that was the uh, so that so that wedding was at the Vanoy, huh? So you were it
1: was, for- yeah yeah it was it was unbelievable. I mean it was a it, it was the wedding of all weddings, and and I still have glasses from it and everything.
0: That's <laughs> it. <laughs> and all kind of I mean that's a who's who of St. Pete because his
1: wife, oh, Kanika yeah. is. I mean, she, she knew has everybody. Yeah. movers and shakers
0: was, all over St. Petersburg. Right, so and then, of course, of you know, and all that. Yeah.
1: my sister Susan will be there, and she's going to bring her, you know, Tim, and it's like, yeah. For, for, yeah, for the we'll longest tell people, time. We'll
0: tell people, people may not know Terry's. Sister.
1: Well, for the longest time, we knew, I knew Terry. You knew Terry. Everybody grew up, you know, at the times. Terry Tomlin, of course, the outdoor writers um, who, passed who passed away a, away a couple years ago. Years ago. Yeah. But um, he, for, for like the first year that I knew Terry, it was like, oh, my sister Susan's coming down. My sister Susan. I, finally, I said, who's your sister Susan? He goes, oh, yeah, you've heard of her. Susan Sarandon. I'm like, what? Yeah. Your sister's Susan Sarandon? And then I looked I at his eyes, and I went, Yeah, she is, isn't she? You
0: know what? Exactly. There are times where I'll watch. I'll be flipping around in Bull Durham's on, or uh, She's got, Dead Man Walking, or whatever. Yeah. They look exact. They really do they look do. like brother and yeah. sister. It's amazing. How close yeah. they look like and then yeah tim tim, she, tim robbins time, of course she was, at the time yeah uh, Lydia, mm-hmm. her partner was tim robbins so yeah
1: right yeah it was it was interesting so had you been at the wedding you would have been at the vinoy and, i know uh, we, and never been at. The we vinoy. all stayed there we stayed overnight because oh, it was that kind of a wedding where you just you know and then the next morning um god bless her i went down for breakfast and uh Kanika was there and they had the the wedding party had a breakfast the next morning <laughs> and so i kind of was standing there she goes uh, and who are you? <laughs> so I was, I'm the guy that stood up for your your husband. I was, I was
0: next to him when you were saying I do. Yeah, I was like three <laughs> yes. people away
1: from you. <laughs> that right. was the guy guy in the ah, black. She tux. only had eyes for Terry. Just goes. Yeah, to, that, just that's goes true. That's absolutely true. So Katie Couric uh, does her thing, and then um, and you got to you got to be the handler. And yep. so she she you're right. She had an amazing career, and um, and I would think has a little bit of money too. She's she's done very well. Yeah, for she's herself. doing
0: and she's doing all kinds of stuff now too. She gets, she has a newsletter letter that I sign up for. It's actually really good. Um, really? But, uh, yeah. It comes out. Is she day.
1: on TV consistently somewhere? No, no, no,
0: not anymore. I mean, she does a lot. Of, she has her own. She's starting her own media company and uh, she's wow. writing a memoir and she does a podcast and th- that's
1: pretty oh, regular. Wow. So she, yeah, she's involved. Maybe in the we house. maybe we could have her on Sports Day Tampa Bay. You she know, She
0: would. She probably could talk about anything too. Yeah.
1: She, oh, I'm sure she could. Yeah, no, I'm sure pretty, she could.
0: Pretty sharp. Pretty sharp woman. I
1: hard. wanted to say uh, quickly before we get into real sports that we're going to talk about is that uh, I was not happy to find out that you cheated on me and went on Lane DeGregory's podcast, the 100th edition of, of all things.
0: Well, at least I could say I've, I've been on a Pulitzer Prize winning <laughs> podcast because you know, i'll never what? win to Pulitzer, and I, well maybe you'll win one someday but hey you might no, no, you probably, might probably not probably but, not uh, no i went on her. she asked me i remember months ago when i was a pointer i did the 25 greatest journalism movies or movies yeah. about journalism ever and uh mm-hmm. and so she had me on it was her 100th episode i think they just i think it just came out the other day so uh check it out yeah it's called right lane like w-r-i-t-e that's a pretty mm-hmm. good name for a podcast, right, Lane?
1: Really good, and yeah. she's a she's an number of course Pulitzer Prize winner, but just one of the best writers that we've. I've ever read. Yeah, um, yeah, no, trem- tremendous, yeah,
0: tremendous. No, I, so I, I went on with uh, went on with her and, and uh, Maria Carell the deputy editor at the time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. yeah. I had a good time. So,
1: check so it out. can you uh, give me a preview? What was the best uh, the best media movie you've ever what, seen?
0: Now, what would you say that? What would be your? Do you have a pick for? I think this is a no brainer personally. The greatest, like you can overthink it and try to you know come up with movies like. Yeah, I mean,
1: for for me, it's all the President's Men.
0: There you go. That's it. That's 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 the answer. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think it was, it was the most, even though I never met a guy in a garage behind, you know, a pillar telling me news about the Bucks. Well, so nobody said, have. nobody
0: ever, nobody pulled you over one buck place to stay. we they were letting go of Vernon Hargraves.
1: <laughs> no, well, follow, they, they got phones for that now, Tommy. Fall <laughs> so. the guy.
0: Instead of fall the money, it was fall the guy running into the end zone. On a, no one around him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, but I, I it to me that was the most uh, obviously the historical significance of it all. But but there were in that time frame, it resembled a newsroom. I mean, it was it was the Washington Post, but it yeah. it, uh, it it was like reporting. It was it was a good glimpse of sort of what what people do and and um. Yeah, so and was, it that, was, the, was that was that yours? Or?
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All the presidents. I mean, there were some other great journalism movies that that were you know the the one that came out um a couple of years ago spotlight about the boston globe yes you know, the, the, mm-hmm. and and there were some there's also some there were some comedies in there as well um right. and even a movie like the paper which i thought was really good like michael keaton uh, people mm-hmm. who were in newspapers loved that movie and shattered glass and there are there a bunch of other movies but uh, yeah all the president's men that's that's a that's the not only for people of our age, but I think if anybody who's in journalism, you're right. It, it did such a great job explaining sort of the minutia of reporting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all glamorous. There were a lot of times you're just sitting around making phone calls or going through
1: stakeouts. I mean, stakeouts. Stake, I remember through, the like, stakeouts. Yeah. Just,
0: my favorite scene in that movie actually it really shows you what it's like is when they're in the Library of Congress and the, and the yeah. camera pulls up over top of them and they're literally going through like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of library slips to see if who checked out books from the library of congress and it was you know that's that's stuff you don't see everywhere in in movies about journalism. they try to like sexy it up and it's really there's a lot of like hard grunt work that's not very fun but you have to do in order to 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 get stuff done so um yeah that's that was uh, i think by far the the best uh the best journalism movie
1: yeah Cool. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about sports. That's why people come here, I guess. Um, and uh, let's start. Let's start with the Buccaneers, who won a game, won another game. They beat the Cardinals. They're three and six now. Bruce Arians' first year, not ex- actually going to plan. And they've recently released Vernon Hargraves, as as we mentioned. Um, I, I mean, I guess just an overall view. Is this thing? Does it feel like it's going to turn? Does it feel to you like? Are there signs that uh, that Bruce Arians is going to get a handle on this thing? You know what, Rick? There, for
0: me, there are. I I watch this team, and I'm and I look. I look at this team, and they're three and they're th- they're three and six, right? If you told me right now they're going to go three and thirteen, I would not be absolutely stunned. I would be. Eh. I don't think that'll happen, but it wouldn't. Right. But you also told me they went ten and six. I would not say that's completely out of possibility. Really. Wow. I'm telling you, Rick, every game they go into, and you know what I've discovered? I watch The Red Zone every week now since I don't have to just cover the box. Is that – I don't care what the score is in the second quarter. When you get yep. to two minutes left in the fourth quarter, it's a one-score game. Every game,
1: that's, that's it. Yep,
0: comes down to one score. And I guarantee, you, I could take every team in the NFL, change three plays a game, mm-hmm. and take a three and thirteen team and make them thirteen and three. And you look at the Bucks right now; they're three and six. I could take a couple, maybe one or two plays a game, and I can turn them into a one and eight team very easily. Sure. And I also could turn them into a six and three team pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But I watch this team, Rick, and. I feel like they're a threat every week, and as long as they play offensively and don't turn the ball over a ton, they're going to they have a chance. Well, look, last week against Arizona, Arizona out oh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. I thought they
1: did. Like, they they've they played the game that the Bucks have played the last few weeks, where right, yeah. you know, you've got the lead, you could tack on to it, but here's the big interception that prevents you from putting a game away, and here comes the other team, ninety-two yards down the field. We've seen that game
0: exactly, and you saw and. And that's the game that that uh that they usually lose. And here's mm-hmm. the other thing, and I thought you boy, I thought you had a spot on column uh in the last week or so. I'm trying to remember what day it was, is is sort of that winning culture, like they still need to learn how to win games, you know? Mm-hmm. I and I remember watching the Seattle game. I'm watching the Seattle game and the guy misses the field goal at the end for Seattle at the end of regulation. And they showed yeah. Jameis on the sidelines, going, We're gonna win this game. We're gonna win right. this game. And right. remember and he did the thing, you know, with the Eaton the W's and all that, you know. You can't talk yourself into being a winner. You can't talk yourself into a winning culture.
1: You you have to go out and do it. You have to do it. Yeah, you have to win. I asked uh, you know Arians about that. I said, you know, what comes first, the culture or the winning? And he goes, the culture is winning. He says, if you don't win, you're not going to change anything. You have to learn to win. That's the culture. You know exactly. No, without and the thought- wins, you can talk about it all you want to, but it's the last five minutes. You know that's what he's been preaching. You know, if we play the last five minutes right, then we win more of these games.
0: Right. And they did that the other day. They did that against Arizona. They found a way, whether, the Arizona, whether Kyler Murray shouldn't have thrown it, whatever the situation. Doesn't
1: matter. Is. They they got the ball and then they took it down and scored.
0: And it's the same thing. Like the other day, I'm watching the Seattle San Francisco game mm-hmm. on Monday night. Right. Both, both of those teams had chances to win, both of those teams had chances to lose. And you know what's funny about it? At the end of all this, I wake up, I, I watch that show Get Up on ESPN. Yeah. I usually watch it like 20 minutes. It's I'm getting, getting better, it. by the way. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but I'll get up and I'll watch like 20 minutes as I'm getting ready for work. And, um, and the other day, we're just r- r- Russell Wilson, what a winner. What a clutch performer. This guy, oh, what a – and they're going on and on. I'm like, did anybody forget, like, he threw a huge interception in overtime of that game, and if the kicker doesn't shank one down the h- tunnel for San Francisco, San Francisco wins that game, and you're blaming Russell Wilson. But they found a way to win and all of a sudden now the conversation and the narrative is Russell Wilson's a winner. That's there's your MVP right there. You know mm-hmm. and it's and it's the same thing with I think with the Bucks they if they if they can win a few of these games and I think the culture starts to change. But I'm telling you Rick, I wouldn't want to play this team on a weekly basis. I, I they're 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 pretty. They they move the ball offensively. Well, they I score think. points. They look, score they points. score they
1: score twenty eight points a game. Uh, unfortunately, they're giving up thirty one. So if that if that side of the ball ever catches up, right? I mean, it's hard. Look, I've been I've been as critical as Jameis Winston of anybody, right? But I mean, when you look at it, um, what are you asking the guy to do the last two years? Last year it was get us thirty. We have a chance. This year it's get us thirty two. We have a chance to win. I mean, it used to be in around Tampa. Give me seventeen. Remember those days? Yeah. Give me seventeen. We'll make it hold up. Sure. These dudes are scoring. They guess for thirty-two points a game to win. I mean, I, I you know that's that's not an easy thing to do even in this NFL. So yeah, he's put his defense in bad positions, and that's that's part of the the average, right? Um, when you when you have turnovers early in the game, like they did again on Sunday. Um, but I, until this young group grows up, and now. They've cut Vernon Hargrave's and what you make of is that? Not, I'm sure you talked about it on the podcast the other day but Yeah, we'll, well a little bit. I'm, you know I guess uh, to me it it has a lot to do with business, right? Like if and and apparently this was not a one off. This was not because Vernon didn't hustle on a 55-yard catch and run the other day. It's according to Arians it was cumulative, which tells me they have other film, right? That's not good. Or right. other examples. And, I mean, I was in the locker room after they lost to Tennessee. And I don't really judge players based on how, how much they, they sit in solitude after a loss. You know what I'm saying? I mean, to right, me, right. the game's over. You can't change it, right? Right. Get, get ready. Get on a plane. But there was a moment there where Hargraves and some other guys um, were in the you know shower area, sink area, whatever. And they were cutting up about things that had nothing to do with football to the point where – JPP had to go in there and scream at them to shut up. Yeah. Um, and you know, my 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 take on Vernon is, and I I like Vernon. I think it was, I think they overdrafted him. Not his fault, right? He right. if he's not the eleventh pick in the draft that year, uh, it's not his fault they took him there, right? I think him coming home was bad for him. Um, some guys need to move away. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I went, I played two years in junior college, and I enjoyed it. And I knew I was going to go there um, and then went on to Arkansas State. But that first year felt like 13th grade to me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Like I was yeah. with the same friends, the same knuckleheads that I ran around with, all that. I think it would have helped Vernon to get away. So we'll see what he does with the Texans. But once you decide you're done with the guy and there's a component that says, if we put him back out on the field or even in practice and he gets hurt, we don't want the player, but we owe him $9 million next year. You can't have that hanging over your head, right? Right. Right. So if you're moving on, move on. It's kind of like, you know, once you decide to divorce, get out of the house. I mean, it's like, yeah. What are you waiting? You know, there's what are you doing hanging around? So, you know, I think uh, I think that's kind of where they were with him. But they're putting an awful lot. I mean, here comes Drew Brees, right, with Michael Thomas, Um, and I know they lost to Atlanta, but you're going to put Sean Murphy, Bunting, and Jamal Dean out there. Good luck.
0: No, I get it, but here's the thing, Rick, and I. You know, I know there were, there was talk earlier this year about, well should they tank and what you know? Right. The, the thing I'm, I look at in the, I don't know who's good in the NFL. I really don't. I have no idea who's any good. <laughs> and I get to the any given Sunday sort of philosophy that any
1: Patriots could. are good. I think that. <laughs> I think so. It's I not think. their strongest team, but they get better. They, they get, get better I, as a year goes on. I know. That's and and look,
0: and I know Baltimore beat them. I still think that was a setup game. I still. I, get, I think
1: Baltimore's. I think Baltimore's good. I
0: think Baltimore's good, but I, there's. I, I will say this: I don't know that that Baltimore goes into Foxborough in January and wins that game. I just, I don't know that. But I look around the NFC and I'm looking, you know, at. I thought New Orleans and maybe New Orleans just had one of those. They might have a bad day. They didn't. They just didn't pay attention, and I, you Mm -hmm. know, we everybody thought Atlanta was done. Right and packing it in for the rest of your day went, but they win that game. The Rams, I thought the Rams were the team to beat coming in the season. They're not yeah, even going to make not. the playoffs. No, they're not. San Francisco's mm-hmm. almost under, You know, they almost went undefeated. I mentioned, you know, God doesn't, you know, totally shank one. They yeah, win that went, game. Yeah, and. Yeah, you went shank upon him, as you like as you mm-hmm. like to say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but yeah. I don't are you, Aiden what are they good? I don't know. They got a good defense. I don't
1: know if they're that good. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if they score enough points. Their receivers are bad. Um, without Kittle, they're not the same team. They can run the ball a little bit, but you know, um, you get to December and, and you got to be able to run it and throw it and do all those things. And but their defense is legit now.
0: Yeah, no, they got a really good defense. But you know, in Seattle, like the Bucks almost beat Seattle. They yeah, their, they de- won their that defense
1: game. is not good enough. Right, not and then, good
0: enough. You know, Dallas, Minnesota goes into Dallas, but I'm not trusting Kirk Cousins once the no, calendar no. flips over to 2020. And yeah, I'm with you, Green
1: Bay. I, like, I don't yeah. know who's
0: any Green. But Green Bay goes out to Los Angeles and gets killed by a Chargers team that's not any good. Like, yeah. I really, truly don't know who's any good. So, if I'm the Bucks and I'm looking at this thing, I'm like, just keep going out there, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it. Because <laughs> you, yeah.
0: you don't know, like you. And yeah. if you get in, I'm not. Look, I'm not saying they this is a Super Bowl team. I'm just saying that it. They, I watched them on Sundays, and I think like they can win this game. Every Sunday, yeah, I mean, oh, they can they, win this they've
1: game. been in every game. You're right, but I mean that's sort of the NFL because you said the right, red zone. Right. You turn it on, yeah. and if you're down a, less than two scores, you're gonna get to have a team come back and have a chance to either go down and score, tie it, win it, whatever. And somebody's got to stop them. But to your point, you're right. They they they've got some weapons on offense, and and the the defense has to grow up. I think. I think their linebacker, I think Devin White is getting healthier and making more plays, you know. He's got to take think their over. their
0: front seven's pretty good. Like It's pretty
1: good. Pretty it's good, pretty yeah. good. They don't rush the passer well. I mean, Barrett does, but the rest of those guys don't really get there. But um, that hurts the secondary too. But we'll see. I mean, maybe it'll be one of those deals, you know, like the Tony Dungy year in 1996 in, in when – they were one in seven or two and eight or whatever, and then they they won five of their last eight, and and then the next year I don't I'm not a big believer in things carry over, but if you're a young player that gets to play and, and improve and you see the improvement each day, then then you're growing and that that's that helps you the next season when you've been through it a year. So, I think that's what it's about. It's all the experience these guys are going to get. So I th-
0: yeah, and I look at there are certain teams that I look at in the NFL like the like Miami. I got what they're doing. They're, they're sort of building for the future. But they're they're a couple years away at least, two or three years away. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: the Jets, I still think, are a major work in progress. Cincinnati's yeah. got a long way to go to be any good. I mean, some, right. you think of some of these teams who are in last place. Denver, I don't, I don't
1: know what Denver's doing. They need a you know? quarterback. I mean, they they're a quarterback, quarterback away. Yeah. But
0: I look at the Bucks and I don't feel like they're – like, who would you rather be right now? Let me ask you this because you mm-hmm. are more in tune to these teams. Going from this point forward. Who would you rather be? Would you rather be the Falcons, the Panthers, or the Bucks at this point?
1: Wow, what a great question.
0: Um Because I look at the Panthers and I'm like the, the obvious answer would be Panthers because they're what? They're five and four there they're a playoff team borderline right now. But I don't yeah. know that I like that quarterback necessarily. So and Matt Ryan's getting yeah. to be older. Like so who would who would you rather be? Bucks, Panthers, Falcons? Moving forward?
1: Yeah. No, I, I I think they're all kind of the same. I mean, if you believe in Kyle Allen, you'd say the Panthers. But right? I don't Because like I'd you rather have...
0: going into a game, who would you rather have Jameis
1: or Kyle Allen? Well, Kyle Allen beat you. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so yeah. I mean I mean he's a pretty good quarter it turns out he's a pretty good quarterback, but again, he's got an MVP and Christian McCaffrey, you know, behind him. I'm not fan big fan of their receivers. But what does it say that Cam Newton, who was everybody's, you know, former MVP of the league? He gets hurt, and then the kid goes in there and starts winning every game,
0: right? Yeah, no. What does
1: that say? I mean, that means that Cam wasn't really all that, right? In this current state that he was beat up in. So, I don't know. I mean, it's the NFL. I mean, things change so fast. It's just that I don't know how quickly they can get a defense together. Well, that's the thing. Like
0: my thing is, if you can, I really think if you can get a, a. Guy who play who can play either shut down corner, and I know it's easy right. to say, it's like, hey, if you all you need yeah, is go, five million dollars, shut
1: down quarter <laughs> tree, yeah, yeah, well. yeah,
0: right. You know, but if I can, you know, if they can just improve that defensive secondary just a little bit,
1: a little bit more, and, yeah, and a little bit more on the offense, like you know, and a- then add pass rushers, I mean, you're gonna have to, you got a ton of free agents up there. The only guy coming back is Vita Vea.
0: There's a a theory going around the NFL now, Rick. I saw this the other day where people are saying that in the
1: future, your pass rushers aren't going to come from the
0: edge. They're coming from the
1: middle. Makes sense. Makes sense because they're getting the ball out under two.
0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 0.5
1: seconds. Yeah. So, so it's a longer route. Ride. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can find an Aaron Donald, an Aaron Donald type that can penetrate and... Get the quarterback on the ground again. I don't think that that's Vita. Vita Vita is a strong man that can push the pocket. I don't think he's ever going to have ten right. sacks. No, Um but, but I look at. I'm telling you, I look
0: at those three teams, Rick, and I think I think I'd rather be the Blacks at this point. I really think with that quarterback,
1: I like the quarterback at this point. Uh, I'd rather be the Saints.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, no <laughs> yeah. kidding, right? <laughs>
1: you mentioned them. That team, Sean and I think that's the best the- coach in the division. I mean, I, yes. I like Bruce Arians, and maybe he'll take these guys somewhere, you know, in time. But. um, I right still now. think
0: that's the best team in the NFC, Saints. If, you yeah, had, I, if right. I had to pick right now who's going to Super Bowl from the NFC, I'm taking
1: New Orleans. Yeah, He'll be back in the championship game. The refs will screw them, and then we'll have to listen <laughs> to it for another year. That's what happens. Um, let's talk about uh, your Tampa Bay Rays real quick. Kevin Cash, not only did he not win manager of the year. Ridiculous. Which is something.
0: Well, I, I didn't think he should win, but go ahead.
1: But he finished a distant third. Not, like, even, not on even half the close balance? Th- right.
0: That's right. Who, who, Seriously. Seriously. That's ridiculous. That he and I, I agree. I thought Rocco should have won manager here, Rocco Baldelli, but to not even be on half the ballots. I mean, you're now, You know what that says to me, Rick? It says to me that people around the country are looking at the race and saying it's uh, he's a system manager. Like he, he's not managing that team. It's a bunch of guys in, with computers.
1: Okay, is that true or false? I true think, or false?
0: I think it's for the most true. part. I think it's probably true, but look, everybody relies on scouting every in some form or another. Everybody relies right. on analytics in some form or another. At the bottom line, is you're the guy in the clubhouse who has to pass that message on to the players. Agreed. Like, here's there why you you're not playing the night. You know, here's why you are. Here's why he has why... to
1: get. Yeah, you're hundred. I mean, they have to buy in, right? Right. That's his job, and he got guys. Avacel Garcia. Hey, sorry, you're not going to. You're going to get 400 at bats this year.
0: Right. Or hey, you're going to start the first inning, but in the third inning, you're coming out. Yeah, you know? and constantly shifting guys around, and and the pitcher. Oh, by the way, hey, you're not closing today. You're pitching in a fourth inning. You know,
1: right, right. I
0: mean, that pitching staff. You look at the pitching staff, and I and, unless you're Blake Snell or Tyler now or Charlie Morton, no one's going to put up numbers, the type of numbers that people use like agents and general managers when it's time to sit down and negotiate contracts. You know, because no one's looking at saves anymore. No one's looking mm. at holds and right. all this. You know, they're just looking and. You have to sell that to people. You have to sell a guy, hey, you're starting the first inning and then you're coming out.
1: You know, yeah. you're going
0: to pitch to four batters today. Like, yeah. that's hard to sell. To, and to, to do that and to keep it all together and have all the entries, I thought it was ridiculous. You know what I want to talk about real quick with baseball? Mm-hmm. You're a longtime baseball guy, Rick. Long time. You played the game forever. And I played a little bit, but certainly not at the level you did. What are you making of this Astros cheating?
1: Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um- I think it's the worst thing I've heard in professional sports. Really? Yes. And I look and, and I'll just tell so you what. just
0: so we agree. Just so we agree. You and I are on the same page in terms of it's okay to pick up guys tipping
1: pitches. Oh it's, yeah. Oh absolutely.
0: It's okay. I no never. I never, if, if I never notice it. a guy,
1: yeah, but if you notice it, listen, I mean, that, that's as old as time. If you notice a guy that his glove placement is on his belt loop when he's throwing a breaking ball versus higher up when he's throwing a fastball, jump all over it. Right. If, if the catcher is dangling his fingers beneath his shin guards, and you can see he's putting You're down two or three, or whatever, yeah. and the guy, the third base coach or the first base coach, can tell you, I'm all for it. And same Those thing. Are a guy
0: mis- on second base and he oh, yeah. picks up the if p- signs. If he picks
1: up the signs, then then so be it. That's why you have them in the first place. No, and, but and the, real
0: quick, let me as a hitter, did you ever want to know if somebody else had picked up if the guy as a hitter, team-
1: I was never fortunate enough to have somebody that that was a hundred percent correct. To me, right. if you were just sometimes right, I didn't want to know. Right. Because you can get you can get mad at somebody else and then you're thinking about something besides just concentrating on the ball. I found it hard to try to listen to somebody yell, you know, yeah. your name, your first name, or, right. you know, say some Nickname signal. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, like, come on, babe, you know, or whatever. Because if I don't, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm listening for that, I'm not concentrating on the pitcher. Right. So it was hard for me. But at this level, at the major league level, when these guys know how to utilize every single edge, I mean, I mean, we know the Astros – I mean, they said that Glass now was tipping his pitches. How do we know they weren't getting them to begin with? I mean, yeah, this but the whole idea that they that did you it would to... use a camera, Ugh.
0: yeah, unbelievable. Then this whole idea they were doing it in 2017, won a World Series, and then like, okay, let's we'll stop now. I'm not buying it. Nobody, nobody does it no. once without <laughs> after having no. that kind of success. So you, just uh, see so you videotape agree. of?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's the worst thing I've heard, and I, I just do. I mean, like you won a World Series. And you cheated. To do, I mean, you cheated. Did you see the video of uh, the White Sox pitcher yes. um, that actually Farquhar, hears the yeah. beating? Yeah, yeah. Farqua. It's unbelievable. I mean, he yeah. picks up on the fact that they're beating a drum or beating a can, a garbage can, or whatever. And it's so quick that it had to be a camera. There's no way that somebody could relay that fast enough, right? right. Um, so, yeah, to tell a pitcher like that, I mean, to tell a hitter like that, that, you know, you just have to sit on fastballs unless you hear a, a beating drum and be able to hang back and i mean it's huge it's such a video at the major league level
0: the video of that as, as you mentioned it there's a guy i don't know if you know that guy on youtube his name's john boy j-o-m-b-o-y he puts out videos and most of his videos on youtube check this guy out it's hysterical the language is a little rough because he's he's lip reading yeah. but he does ejections that's his main thing like he'll yeah he'll break down an ejection and it's hysterical the guy is right. the, his videos are so good well he's the one that picked up on, on the specifics of some of these. And, and last night he was starting to post a bunch of videos of examples of where you hear banging and then here comes the breaking ball and then here comes a guy clearly jumping all over it waiting for it and somebody on Twitter last night cracked me up someone said if I'm the Houston Astros I'm paying John Boy a million dollars to please stop putting videos up on YouTube because there was one case after another what a crummy organization to Rick and I you know when they had to Hurricane Harvey a couple of years ago remember they had to play a series in St. Pete that they they came to the trop for a week weekend and I met all those guys and, and got to hang out basically was like the Astros beat writer for three days and AJ Hinch and George Springer and Dallas Keiko was with him back then. Like right. these guys, they were all really good guys, man. I really they are Altuve. Like they I was like I walked away from them. Like, wow, I really like this team. And they won the World Series that year. And I was, I was kind of rooting for him in the World Series. I was like, ah, these guys are – seems like a good bunch of guys. And I remember at the time, remember when the Yankees were complaining during the playoffs, like, those guys are whistling in the dugout. Yeah. And A.J. Hinch, like, laughed at him. He's like, oh, that's right. the most that's ridiculous. ridiculous. And I thought the yeah. same thing. Like, ah, oh, you bunch of whining Yankee babies. Like,
1: right, you're, right, getting
0: it, right. you're getting it stuck in your ear and you can't take it. Yeah. And it turns out well, maybe we were on to something.
1: Well, what does it say that they won all their games this year at home?
0: Well, until the World Series. Then until then the could, World Series. Yeah. Although it. It, know, there's a great story in the Washington Post where they talked to the, Wa- the Washington Nationals completely changed their signs for the for the World Series and right. went through like like very, like stuff that you go Complex, through when the runners yeah. are on base. They were changing Rick I read the thing. I read the story in the Post they were changing their pitching signs by the inning. Wow. They were going by the inning with nobody on base going through multiple signs because they had a feeling something might be up with the. And this is going to change the game because now everybody's going to do it. Because here's the other thing, Rick. I'm not buying the Astros are the only ones to do it.
1: I think so. Well, but let me ask you this question because this is the part that I can't. uh, It doesn't make any sense to me, right? Baseball is such a nomadic sport, right? I mean, guys go from team to team. How would you expect 25 guys to be in on the secret? And then when they go someplace else, they don't tell people. Okay, I mean, so it's a great. What kind point. of blood oath would that be?
0: Well, the, and the pitcher who brought it up what was named Fires or whatever. Friars, uh, yeah. Apparently, he's he went whatever future team he went to. He told, "Hey, change up your signs because here's what they do." Let me yeah. ask you that. That's a great question because I thought the same thing. Like this happened three years ago, two years ago, and. Other guys, Charlie Morton's moved on. Charlie Morton was on that team. Now he's on the race. Uh, so how, he, how would he not have known? Now, here's the thing. Could it have been that only, you know,
1: the, a handful the of players?
0: Okay, maybe. But here's the other part. Do you think, Rick, there's a code in baseball where you
1: don't you don't squeal? You don't, it like you're a snitch, Oh, I do believe. Know. Oh, absolutely. Even though they're snitches. cheating. Yeah. Right. But, but they, you cheated with them. Or you benefited from them cheating when you were there so you can't complain about it when you go someplace else right so at least publicly at least publicly like you might tell your team hey you know these guys i know what we did so change your signs you might do that right but to come out like fires did i mean publicly and say it well i also wonder
0: too if there's a feeling that that it's so prevalent so rampant around the league that and maybe not that particular thing where they're picking up pairs but you know other signs you know they got cameras in dugouts or whatever like maybe it's so like I said maybe it's so rampant that that's that's just what the Astros do and so the other you know the Pirates do this and the Tigers do that or whatever um,
1: possibly I mean this could be a bigger scandal than we think but let me just ask you if, if baseball can prove the Astros did this
0: now here's the million dollar question
1: what's their punishment I don't know and who gets punished I don't know what do you do Rick I mean you can't oh I don't know what I would do go ahead AJ Hinch is suspended for a year Mm-hmm. You've lost your manager. Yep. I, can I see mean, it. I saw Sean Payton get suspended for a bounty gate and he wasn't even the instigator of it. Right. For That's a right. year. Yeah, you're right. He took away their head coach and a foot and their play caller in a football team. That's bigger than a manager, right? Right.
0: Yeah, I think the most they can be fined is $2 million, which is nothing, you
1: know. For well, the, the fine is nothing, but hinch is and then I got one more for you. Mm-hmm. They can't go to the playoffs. Wow. For a year? I'm listen if I want to clean it up, if I want to clean
0: it up, I'm cleaning it up. It's amazing, Rick. You look back at that, To I was looking at it last night. Somebody was breaking down the 2017 postseason, which somebody claims that it didn't happen during the playoffs, but I don't believe that's true. This home and road splits for the Astros in 2017. Enormous, right? Among the hitters, enormous. Like guys hitting mm. 400 at home and like – a buck fifty-seven on the road. That's not.
1: That's that's evidence, man. That's all yeah. evidence to me. Yeah. So because there's too many at-bats for it to be a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you know what the average slack off between home and away batting averages are across the league, across for each player. I mean, we got those analytics. Right. When you see that much of a variance, that's that that tells you they've got an advantage, and it's, it's not just the the green background or whatever.
0: And you can't help but think of it, Rick. I know you mentioned like Glassnall said he was tipping his pitches, and I guess there was evidence out there. That but,
1: but 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 you know what? But what if what if he was tipping his pitches, but also they knew everything he was throwing? Did you watch those guys? I mean, they got six straight hits off that guy, and they and he threw a hundred miles an hour, and they sat on every breaking ball that he threw, didn't flinch. That, I'm
0: telling you, it, it really was. It legitimately was bull Durham. It's like you know, it was. It, it was. They knew. I told them what was coming. They was. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they were totally ambushed, and it's funny. So, what would you do? Would you what would you do to the Houston Astros if, in fact, this is proven?
0: I would love to do what you're suggesting. I would love to to ban them from the playoffs. That's not going to happen. You just, I mean, I mean the the suspension of AJ Hinch. I like that idea. You know, somebody's got to pay, so we're going to take your manager out. Or, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. You know, maybe take away a bunch of draft picks if you can do that. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's all worth it, right? I mean, could they do something? Would would it have any meaning if we say, "Hey, we're we're vacating the 2017 World Series"? We're not acknowledging that. you Well, I'd take won. that
1: trophy out of their out of their lobby,
0: and even take it out of the record books, maybe. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, they do it in college, right? Guys cheat; they they vacate national championships. Reggie
1: Bush doesn't have his Heisman, does he?
0: No, I don't believe so. And like uh, other teams, or are, are you know, like Steve, you would know Michigan. Like, did they remove their Final Four? whatever from the yeah those banners aren't up at chrysler arena yeah yeah so back it back in the fab five days yeah mm-hmm. so right um yeah i wouldn't i mean maybe do something like that just to make a point like hey we we feel and, and that leaves a mark you know that leaves
1: well yeah it does that
0: that like like reminds everybody that you know hey why why didn't the, the astros well win l- let game?
1: me ask you this as great as the patriots are Okay, and they've won six. Now, maybe they've, maybe they've won their way out of this the, uh, the suspicion. But won't there always be? Because I've talked to 49er players about this. You know, they won, they won five, okay? Mm-hmm. And you go talk to Jerry Rice or Joe Montana or Ronnie Lott. They don't consider the Patriots anywhere near on the same level. They think they cheated. They think they're still cheating. And there's no way that there's an equivalence with them in their minds because of that and do you think there will always be a stain on the patriots for deflate gate for spy gate I,
0: I think people remember it i don't know that it it really hurts their legacy in any way for some people it does maybe some people in the game but i think most people if i yeah. were to ask you like if we hadn't talked about the astros this morning on this right. podcast and i right. asked you who's the greatest franchise in the history of football i think everybody would have meet us Oh the patriots yeah oh, bill right. Belichick, greatest coach but oh, tom brady greatest quarterback i i don't mm. think I don't think
1: we remember. So they've outplayed things. it. If they and hadn't I won anymore, it. that would have been different, right?
0: You know what's sad about it too, Rick, is that we there's this feeling of, well, everybody. It's the way we look at steroids in baseball, where right. well, everybody did it. You know, like I, yeah. we should. There are people who vote for Barry Bonds for the Hall of Fame and Roger Clemens for the Hall of Fame, and they say, mm-hmm. "Well, how can you vote for those guys?" Well, everybody was doing it, you know.
1: Or we don't know who was doing it.
0: We don't know who was doing it. That's the thing. Like in football, when you look at Deflate the, the Gate and Spygate and all that. um you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh in the '70s. You know, I used for the longest time. I all oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the greatest franchise in the history of football, and I still love that those A lot of guys. Steroids. That they were the poster boys for the steroids. You know, look at mm-hmm. I hate to say, look what happened to those guys, like the Mike Webster's and the Steve yeah. Corsons, and you know that. Yeah. Those guys, you know, they that was that was that was cheating when you think about it. You know, was maybe right. technically against the rules back then but right you know and same thing with baseball now I'm sure to, that people are looking at it and and same thing with the NFL there's there's stuff going on that we don't you know that we don't know what's going on you know so right and there was a there were rumors in Boston that you know the Celtics the there are certain areas on the floor that were dead spots, and the Celtics players knew where they were. Or they would, you know, they would turn the heat up
1: or turn to air conditioning. See, that's down the that minute, like. stuff's different though to me. I mean, that stuff is like if both teams got to play it, and maybe you get the home court advantage because you know where the ball's not gonna bounce on a piece of wood. <laughs> if you're smart enough to do that, then that's the, you know that's the old you know you got a guy that used to bunt, and so you. You you manicure Throw the field the grass, so everything rolled foul, or you grow the, grass, foul, you yeah, grow the yeah. grass real high so they can't hit it. Through or you muddied the, yeah.
0: up like what Lou Brock or Ricky Henderson oh, did at the time. Oh yeah, you're you're playing a freaking quagmire
1: at first base. You know what I mean? You, guys, you couldn't get any on all night. Like in yeah,
0: another. Right. Everything comes back to bull term. That's like i oh, had this is like my fourth bull turb reference this morning. Start with Susan Sarandon. Yeah.
1: Well, I get you right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we I just
0: wanted—I wanted to get your take because you're a baseball guy, and I didn't know if you felt like. Eh, you no,
1: I mean? have—I have visceral feelings about it, and I—you know—and I watched the Rays and the Astros, and I like the Astros team, and I—and I thought AJ Hinch was a good guy, and maybe he is. But I watched the Rays take them to five games, and then in Game Five, the dude just got lit up in the first six batters. And then you see this, and you go, "Yeah, they didn't stop doing it." Have I mean, it maybe glass-
0: franchise. <laughs> Have you seen a franchise like fall from grace quicker than a Houston Astros going back to the, their assistant GM Ugh. Ugh. and that whole mess, and then carrying on into to what now is looked like one of the bigger, like the biggest cheating scandal since like the nineteen nineteen Red Sox or White
1: Sox. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely follow that story for sure. Get you out on this. The uh, Tampa Bay Lightning went to Sweden. Yeah. Where among other things Diana Nero got engaged.
0: I know how about <laughs> so that, right?
1: Congratulations to her, soon to be Diana Mann, I guess if she takes her husband's name, but um so that that was a development, Heck, congratulations but Congratulations to Diana, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Although the lady th- had a better trip than she did, I think. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, I don't know if you watched those games. I saw I one of them and it was solid. I mean, they were solidly uh Defending and 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 what do you make of like they know they're skilled. There's this whole thing now where look, we know we're skilled. We can go out there and score goals, and you know we'll, we'll outscore people, whatever. But that's not going to get us anywhere. And so we got to be committed to these things to go beyond where we've been. Do you do you think this is going to work? Do you see this working? I do. I think they're gonna.
0: I I, I mentioned to you. I think the last time I was on a podcast, and I still think they're there's going to be some stumbles along the way. And I really thought they were going to sort of play through like a malaise until about Christmas time. I, you know, Pierre Maguire mentioned it on one of the broadcasts to one of the broadcasts from, from Sweden, where like, I still think the whole, they're still getting over the playoff loss. It's, it's still, it's still messing with their heads a little bit. And, but I think, I think going to Sweden was a good thing. I think it was, it was getting away. It was almost like hitting a reset button. We'll see how they play. You know, the, we're taping this podcast, um, before they get back into action uh, in um, against the Rangers on uh, Thursday night, but um, but I think you're going to see a different team. I, I'll tell you what, they better because te- there's some teams out that are starting to pile up some points. Man, like their division is not bad. The Florida Panthers are, are they they look like they might be a pretty good team. Um, Boston, of course, is Boston. Uh, mm-hmm. Montreal's off to a really nice start. I think, still think Toronto's the team that's going to be a factor. I, I think Buffalo will. They'll we're starting to see the real Sabres now. They'll start to fade out. But look, this thing's starting to pile up a little bit on them. So uh, yeah. I think they're going to be okay. I, they got to get going. Yeah. They got to get going at some point. And I think those. I think they can use those two games. Now, they could have lost. Look, they easily could have lost that the first game of that series. I mean, it was, oh, yeah, it was a close game. But um, but I like I liked the, the way they were playing. I thought they were a little bit more. Um, There's a little more urgency, I thought, to their game. A little more desperation to their game, and I think, I think we're going to see a little bit more of that coming back. And, and maybe the trip. You know, a lot of teams complain about going. You went to, you went on a trip with the Bucks a few years ago and watched the bottom of this franchise fall apart. Remember yeah, I did. When, when Jets back in the Josh Freeman days, right? When
1: they, they were four of- and two. Yeah, they were four and two and uh, had coming off a ten and six season. And it actually at one point had won like 18 out of 24. I don't think there's been a streak like that for the Bucks since then. And you had to go before well, well before that to find one. And they had wins over New Orleans and Atlanta. They go to England to play Chicago, but they stayed the whole week. And it was like a Pro Bowl. I mean, these guys practice a little bit on the pitch in the morning at the hotel and then let's hit the bars. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Um, they were out all night and uh, they got hammered by Chicago and lost 10 straight. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Um, and got, you know, who
0: knows if the trip had anything to do with it, but most uh, well, trips I, can, can mess They with can you. do you that to you, you're yeah. tired, I, I think they've probably handled this trip really well. Travel's a little bit different than it was, I remember, yeah. in Austria years ago, and it felt like we were on a plane for like four days now and they
1: only played two games they played two games right back to back and they were there for a week so they had a chance to adjust to the time and and what they've been back you know what what makes it a good trip is ask buffalo if they had a good trip right exactly you know if you win it's a good trip right so i mean they won and and they feel good about themselves and they're already preparing people for them to be flat when they come out on saturday um or whenever they play uh, at home um, against the Rangers. so
0: Yeah, tonight, uh, yeah they play
1: Thursday night. So. They play tonight, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right, um, that's um, as we're doing it, this so. podcast. but um, So we'll see. You know, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. But I, I do like that. Here's what my theory was is they wanted to make sure there's no chance of winning the President's Cup. And now that that has been taken <laughs> care of. Now they can get going again? Now they can start moving, yeah. They just wanted to absolutely – this is not a thing this year. We are not going to be the hottest team in the NHL. We're not going wire-to-wire, wire. and so now they can go about their business.
0: One real quick thing, too, Rick, is, is what I noticed on the two games is that Victor Hedman was their best player, I thought, for, yeah, for he was. most of those two games. And he's the difference. He He's the key. I, I still believe that if he were healthy in last year's playoffs, mm-hmm. they wouldn't. They definitely wouldn't have gotten swept. They might even have won that series. And mm-hmm. uh, and he's, he's the one that makes them go, yeah, Vasilevsky – is an incredible goalie, and they win games they should win specifically because of him. But if you're, if if I'm picking a, a team uh, to build around, uh, I'm building around Victor Hedman. He's he's uh, he's that valuable to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, all good stuff, and of course, Tommy, you are on uh, Pointer dot uh, org. You can read your newsletter there. What do you got coming up? Anything uh, interesting?
0: Debates. All it's nothing but, or, or I, I should say, Should say debates. It's yeah, it's the impeachment hearings, which were yeah. just. Um Anyway, that's. Uh, you got Don, Don re- you, I wrote a lot about Don Cherry. I that did crazy, see that.
1: Yeah. Crazy old man. <laughs> Are you surprised he was bounced? I mean, we no. won't get too political about what he said, but I mean, is this has this been a thing with him for a while it's, now? It's Been and- a
0: thing for a while. I tweeted out the other day. I said, look, we all knew it was going to end this way, right? We just didn't know really? when it was. But yeah. it was eventually, he was going to say something. I mean, mm-hmm. for years, and I look, I. I I used to I watched a guy and he's one of those guys that you watch him ten times ten Saturdays in a row and he's he's hilarious and yeah he's, you know, he says some stupid things about hockey sometimes like remember last year he called the Hurricanes Carolina Hurricanes a bunch of jerks for the way they celebrate and they sort of took that on as their theme and you know and he's he's real old school that way and old time hockey and all that but he was entertaining he was a really good announcer but then about once every 10 weeks he would say something you go what is what are you saying man like yeah. you can't say that whether it was sort of an anti russian attitude or anti french or you know, basically if you weren't from like from ontario west mm. of ontario then then you weren't you know you weren't a good dude, or there was something wrong with you. Or remember, a few years ago, he talked about guys wearing visors. He thought you were a, a wuss if you wore a visor. And he said, Oh, these are all let's all Finnish players do that, and Swedes. Like, there was, he was clearly just, you know, said things that you did and felt, but felt the ways, ways that you shouldn't think. But here's the thing, Rick. I'm telling you, they're going to get a backlash in Canada. Like, there are a lot of people who agree with him. He's,
1: yeah. he's very.
0: I'm not comparing him to like. I got to be real careful. How I say this. He's he's as polarizing as Trump can be, and and I, that's not overstating. It. In Canada, like everybody knows who Don Cherry is, you know. Right. And there are a lot of people who look at this the other day and say, What did he? Well, what did he say that was wrong? You know, he guys. Yeah, everybody should wear uh, a poppy flower, which is sort of what they do in Canada to remember soldiers who who died in uh, in battle. You well know, right. Everybody. His problem was. He said you people, like you people as if like he could identify who's immigrants walking down the street and who's not. Well, the only way you do that is looking at their skin color. That's clearly what Mm -hmm. he was doing. But here's the thing. Like, it wasn't just that. Like, he said he says these things all the time. And I'm sure what happened the other day was like, Don, you can't say that. You're going to apologize. He said, screw you. I'm not apologizing to anybody. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, okay, you're fired. Like I think he got fired for not apologizing more than he got fired sure. for what he said. You know.
1: Now it's insubordination, not just uh, something you said. So right? I
0: wrote about that. Also, too, real so. quick, real quick, real quick. Did you did you see that Marty Smith moment on ESPN the other day? So
1: I did. I did. Yeah, there was. Now there's was... there, I read that there's a thing that it, they think it was staged.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah, you Tell me seen That's that?
0: not true. I don't know, I was, but
1: I but there I've you know how Twitter is because yeah, you know yeah. you, you, Twitter is full of experts, and so somebody said that that wasn't real, that was completely staged, and that they knew he was going to interrupt his broadcast and and you know do that. And um, oh, I hope wow. not. I like I Marty not. Smith. I'll tell I mean, you what from about what I Marty understand Smith? He's a really good dude. But I
0: ran across him one time. I I don't know him. I don't have any like uh, yeah relationship with him in any way. But I was done a few years ago. I was covering the Orange Bowl and it was oklahoma was playing i want to clemson i want to, yeah oklahoma and clemson and that was one of the first years of the college playoff so it was a semifinal game and there was a kid and i i apologize i can't remember the kid's name who went to who went to oklahoma he's, he i think he's from armwood high school
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um so i was down there i was writing a column so i remember
1: like, you wrote this story yeah, yeah so
0: i'm going to write i'm writing a column about the about the uh about the oklahoma kid the kid from armwood and i'm um and so I, I camp out they have a media day and all the players are set up at tables around like a big room you know how like they do for the Super Bowl and all that yeah and so I camped out for this kid because I don't want to miss him right So he comes up and I start talking to him and people are mingling in and out, but I'm standing there the whole time because I'm writing just about him and I get on a roll and and you know how it is Rick when when you're around a bunch of reporters, you know what they're doing. If one reporter starts getting on a roll with a, a an athlete, you, you let him alone. go. Yeah, Yeah.
1: don't interrupt with stupid questions or let this guy... Because you're benefiting from the charity that he's giving you, yeah.
0: Right, it wasn't like I had an exclusive, but I was on a roll. Well, all of a sudden, Marty Smith walks up, and they had this thing set up where Mm -hmm. Marty Smith was going to play like this. It was either a video game or some sort of like... Like uh, right. you know, the football game where you know, you remember the where you make like paper footballs and you like yeah yeah exactly them like it's a field goal and stuff. Somebody mm-hmm. had invented a game where it's like an actual stadium and you played like finger football, and they had it set up where Marty was supposed to play with this kid, and and I'm on a roll with this kid and Marty's just standing there. and all of a sudden a kid stops. He goes, "Oh, are you ready to do this now?" And Marty looked at me and he goes, "Are you go?" Are you-? He goes, he goes you i can wait for you i go i just need about two more minutes he goes you go ahead brother do what you're doing mm. and he recognized that i was on a roll with this kid i needed him and he and even though he had a scheduled appointment he stayed he backed off and i went up to him later i said hey man i really appreciate that a lot of guys wouldn't have done that he goes no you're doing your job man i i respect what you were doing like you you had him so, so he's I, a real from that pro, moment least, on i was yeah. like you know what marty smith's a good dude man
1: yeah. Well, I think that uh, Pointer.org pointer dot org needs to research the video. I don't to. As well to. as I think <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be watching Wolf Blitzer and Kellyanne Conway's video today, I assure you of that. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, there's a what, thing thing there about his her husband and she yeah, took George great offense. And, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's um but uh, anyway. You know, but
0: yeah, so fun. that's always fun, pointer dot org. And it's yeah. not just politics, there's other there's other stuff. No, no, no. So, yeah.
1: It's like and then there's you know and there's Katie. I mean there's and there's
0: Katie Couric. Yeah.
1: America's Sweetheart with Tom Jones, so you can go on there and see that too. <laughs> Wine and hand sanitizer, I'm going for mine right now. Did I mention I'm not allowed within 250 feet of her anymore?
0: That's, <laughs> a, that's another, I'll, we'll save that for the next podcast.
1: <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Always good to talk to Tom, of course, and uh, hopefully we'll have him back next week. Uh, he's a regular for us on this podcast, and uh, just just a lot of fun, of course, talking with him. Big weekend in sports, of course, starting with the Bucks and the Saints at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday. That'll be a big game to see how those young corners will respond, and then before that, a big weekend of college football. Florida at Missouri, that's going to be one to certainly watch and see if the Gators can uh, keep their march towards a 10 or maybe even an 11-win season. That would be uh, remarkable uh, for them, of course, and um, there's also other big games, Georgia and Auburn. That's where uh, I believe uh, college game day no, their college, sorry, college game day is at Baylor and uh, Oklahoma, so that's That's going to be a big one as well. So lots of college football to talk about. The Lightning, of course, have a busy weekend. We'll have all of that for you on Monday when we return. And we are here every Monday through Friday. We hope you guys uh, will make an appointment to listen to us on your own time. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody.